Good morning. Welcome to Entrepreneur Life. Me, Joel Campbell, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm drinking a smoothie. It's bloody lovely this morning. So I drink a smoothie pretty much every single day. I have a fruit smoothie. Um, it's really nice. Um, it's super sweet <laughs> today. Um, but yeah, it gets me started quite well. And actually, I find that it takes me through to lunch quite nicely. So um, sorry, just in the midst of drinking that. I really should plan these things a bit better. It has been an age since I've done one of these videos. It won't feel like that for you guys because they're still coming out. Well, I, I, there was a short hiatus where they didn't come out, then they were coming out, then the, the short hiatus were coming out again. Anyway, I haven't filmed on for a while, but we've got like 13 episodes in the back catalogue um, that are being released, so this will flow out with them. Anyway, I'll carry on. Um, quite a lot is, lots always happens. People's lives are busy, so things are always moving fast for every single one of us. It always feels like so much is happening, um, and therefore I'm like, wow, it's been so busy, it's been so busy. And I guess fundamentally it has, and there's so many bits now that I don't even know that's going on. Someone asked me a question the other day, one of my friends asked me a question about our business, and we were, we were out having lunch, and, um, we were just chatting away about different bits and pieces and they, and they just asked me a question and they were like, hey, what's this? Um, I don't know if I can share the question. I, 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 I can't, I, I'm not gonna share the question, but they, should I share the questions? They, they, ah, fuck, I'm sorry, this is one of those things that I'm like, what can I say, what can't I say? Because obviously I have lots of different conversations. I'm not going to. Anyway, <laughs> um, they, asked, they asked me something and I went, I've got no idea. And they, everyone just laughed and sort of like laughed at me. And I was like, what? And they were like, it, it, it's happening, it's happening. And I was like, what, what? And they were like, you're, you're, you're moving beyond that operational factor because that is something you would have always known in the past and now you don't. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I can take a guess, but I don't know. Um, so I guess that's one of the big things that's happened because if, if you don't follow on social media, if you don't see it um, in, I, I did it actually at the beginning of July. We appointed a COO, so we brought in a, a chief operating officer. Basically, the concept was to take over all the running of all the businesses, all the day-to-day -day stuff, all the management of the leadership of all the teams within them, all the, all the development, all the short, medium, long-term development stuff. Um, that ultimately then frees me up to retire <laughs> no, it ultimately can pretty much completely frees me up uh, one of the first things they're doing is is bring somebody in marketing which will backfill everything i do in marketing that will literally free up 95 percent of my time um with the five percent being actually what i should be doing which is supporting from a super high level and with strategy and a partnership development and with uh, financial development and stuff like that in the business we already have so um, yeah, so we're moving to that model. Uh, that role really started at the beginning of July, so about 25 days ago. We didn't tell anyone that it had happened other than uh, like three three key directors that we were going to report in that way. Um, so we had that conversation and we really kind of just soft launched it internally for, for the directors just to all understand how it was all gonna work, go through any of the, the initial kind of setup and the processing and just the relationships and that 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 journey effectively. We did that for for just under three weeks. Um, and then we announced it internally to all of our workforce, to all of our staff, to all our employees, and had that conversation with them. 
um, which went exactly as, as, as I expected. Some were super excited. Some were like, this is brilliant. This is amazing. Some were super um, congratulatory. Some just weren't phased and some just won't, won't be bothered or won't care and will make no difference to their day to day. And that's, that is the ultimate reality of any business at multiple levels is some people will be, you know, absolutely on everything and other people won't. And that's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with either of those. So that went exactly as we expected. I then um, just uh, put it out in the public domain yesterday. I kind of felt that, well, I wanted to, and that's why I did it. But I also felt it was important just to frame it for some of our partners and some other people, and also for our COO. So they've been recognized that this is the role they're doing. So predominantly, that's what this video is going to be about, is why I've got into that world, why I've done it, and what I want to go on and achieve in what I'm saying beyond the bars, what I'm, what I'm calling beyond the bars, my dream, my vision beyond the bars, because prison was never supposed to be just it um, and that's really what I want to do this video on that's pretty much going to be the whole episode so if you're interested in that what kind of a little bit of what we've done um, but mainly where I want us to go and, and what I'm going to be doing and why I've made some of the decisions I have then this is going to be the episode I think it's quite a pivotal moment for us and for any business and it's because we, we've moved we have now shifted from an owner-operator business to a owner-non-operator business. I think that's the thing. Um, where basically, very simply, as it says on the tin, owner-operator, you own it, you run it. That is fairly common, I would say, for probably 85, 90%, maybe even higher of SMEs. And that's just, that's not because... Why is that? I mean, fundamentally, I think that is because a lot of SMEs don't either have the aspiration to go and do you know, massive things and take over the world, which is which is fine. They don't necessarily know how to. They maybe don't want to go and do that and put all the extra bits in that maybe they have to. Um, but I think fundamentally, a lot of SMEs are very happy and very content with their way their, their lifestyle works and operates and the fact they work for themselves and not for somebody else. I think that's quite a common trait. I think that's really, really cool um, and really impressive because it is a really hard thing to do to work for yourself, to run a business of any size, of any shape, of any form. It's really, really hard. Um, and if you run a business, you will, I don't need to explain that any further. You just get that. I know you get that. And if you don't run a business, then you will absolutely appreciate some of that because you probably work for somebody that does run the business and therefore you'll get it. Um, and that's not to say that the employees don't work hard. They do, they work super hard. There is just a different level of what has to go in and where, for example, now I can do this now, but I never used to be able to. Back in the day, um, it's been, 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 been a couple of years maybe, but back I can remember way back when if an employee was sick they pick up the phone they call in sick they're off for the day or two days or three days okay that's fine we, we figure our way through it and, and and off we go it is easier when you're a bigger company for sure because um, there's more people to pick up the slack for sure it is also easier if they're not 
in the senior or directoral team because they're the decision-making process. But again, it's easier to manage when, when, when you're bigger. Um, as a owner of a business, when you're small, you can't be sick. And if you are sick, you are going to continue to work. And again, business owners watching this will completely appreciate that. I have absolutely been dying a death, but yet I've had to work. Now that might not be going into the office, but I might have been behind the scenes doing payroll or doing something with insurance renewals or doing sales or doing marketing or doing some health and safety stuff or meeting a deadline for a client. There would be so many things that just have to get done. And because there's no one above you, you just have to do it. So sickness when you, when, when you own and run a business is not a thing. When you own a business, but you don't run it, sickness can be a thing. I can get sick now and my business will continue to run and operate. Now, there will be a period of time where that will need something from me somewhere, but that's getting less and less and less and less. Um, and in the coming months, I don't know how long, it won't really need an awful lot from me. Yes, I'll still have to go and meet solicitors and accountants and, and, and all that kind of background stuff for, for, for maybe the next year or so, but actually, I enjoy doing that. Um, so if cancer sisters watching, I love those meetings. Their meetings are great. Um, you could provide a slightly better spread, I feel sometimes, but you know, the meetings are great. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, so, oh, shit. Um, so, yeah, so I actually quite enjoy that because I find that that's really a good place where I learn and such like that. Anyway, I'm getting off the point. So, the difference between owner operator and owned and not operating is effectively you're in it, you own it, you breathe it, you live it, you run it, and everything stops with you. Owner, non operator, you own it, you love it, you care for it, you cherish it, but you don't run it day to day. Somebody else does that. And actually, you don't run it in the short term, very much the day to day and through the week and through the month. And you don't run it in the medium term. So very much that sort of month through three months up to six months effectively. That's not you. Um, you run it on the long term, which is the high level. So to give you an example, if I take um, one of our biggest companies, if I take Shrewsbury Prison, where we purchased all the buildings, the entire site, we run an attraction. We're now forming into the development stages at the rear of the site. So I've sat in on meetings and led meetings and now sit in on them around what we're going to do with the development of that site, how it's all going to form, what it's all going to look like. But our COO is the guy that goes and meets with the architects. He's the guy that meets with the heating, electrical, mechanical contractors. He's the guy that's forming up some of the different ideas that's going to go in. He's the guy that meets with the estate agents. He's the guy that um, organises bringing these meetings all together and having some of these people in the same room to discuss how the development's going to work. He's the guy that's operating with the tenders and very much is dealing in that level of detail. And he's dealing with other partners and other contractors about what might go into the back. Because there's still some question marks about a couple of the spaces. We know what it's going to look like in overall, but it's a lot of space. So there's still a few buildings that we've got opportunities to do things with. So he's very much doing that all the time, along with the rest of his jobs. My job is to liaise with him, identify what the cost is going to be for the development. So in this, in this instance, it's about 2.2, 2.3 million pounds, this development. So it's not, it's not huge, but it's not small. Um, uh, so, so I know where we are financially. Um, I'll then work with some of our finance team in-house as he will, and we'll identify how much this we can fund ourselves. And then I'll look at the other streams of funding that we have and the other streams of income that we have and how we can maneuver that around 
to pay for this development, how much we want to borrow, how much we want to invest, how we're going to structure it, how we're going to put all of that contract together. Um, and then obviously I work with him quite closely on what that might look like and doing the best, most sensible model. And of course, I spend a lot of time with the accountants, with the corporate finance team and the accountants talking about what's the best way of doing this. And obviously with different lenders. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. And then I might just throw in little bits and oh, I've thought about doing this, or I thought about doing this, or we could look at this. Or I'll be speaking to other partners, other businesses, other things that are happening and pulling different ideas from them. I'm going, oh, that's really cool. And I spoke to a company the other day that was desperate for office space. And I was like, hey, this is gonna happen um, probably about a year away from it, but how do you feel? And they were like, well, that could work. So I can then pick up the phone to our COO and I'm like, hey, I might have you a tenant, I'm not sure. Let me connect you with these guys. Could you show them around? Could you let them see what we're gonna do and what it's gonna look like and go from there? And he's like, yeah, no worries. I connect them and I just step back out of the way and I let them come and, and, and do that process. So that's kind of, I guess a good working example of owner operator. Um, I'm gonna have to go quickly because um, this is gonna sound super, super, super crazy. Um, I don't know how people will take this. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I'd love to hear your comments on this one. Um, so my car is being valeted today, um, but the valet is a mobile valet. So he comes to the office. Um, so I'm at Shrewsbury today. So he's gonna to come to the office today. He's gonna to valet my car. It's quite a big car, so it takes about four hours. So I'm gonna go park it on the exercise yard. He's gonna come in, he's gonna valet it. Um, it's gonna look amazing because he does a brilliant, brilliant job. And I'll show you befores and afters. I'll, I'll feed that into this video. Um, uh, and then he comes back on Thursday and he does the two other fleet cars. So I've gotta go quickly because he's about to rock up and I don't wanna be late for him because that's just rude. So um, I'll catch you shortly. Um, so yeah, so I come down, the guys are here to do the car. It is a bit of a mess. I'm going to show you the inside. This is, this is the back. So this is the kids section, which is why it's such a mess of just stuff of food and bits of biscuit and bits crushed into the seat. So the kids do make a bit of a mess. Um, uh, and we've got the front open. You see why I've not opened the car. Um, but yeah, like in here, it's generally not too bad. I shall leave these guys with it now. Um, I will disappear off and get some work done. I'll leave these guys with it who will do a great job in just kind of getting it sorted. I'll see you in a little while, guys. Like I say, if you need anything, give us a shout, yeah? Thank you. Um, so I'll just leave them to it. They'll crack on. They do a really good job. And it's really nice because they come out and they obviously do it on site. So I can just crack on with my day, which is if you use a valet at the supermarkets and stuff, totally get it because you're obviously at the supermarket but we don't tend to shop in that way anymore. So we tend to do a lot of click and collect or Well, we don't really do any deliveries. We do click and collect predominantly. Um, so I don't really have that kind of time. And it takes four hours to do my car. So A, I'm not gonna spend four hours in a supermarket. Um, and B, I don't really have like four hours just to sit around and do nothing. Um, or, you know, and I don't really wanna go working I don't know, I just get it done here because it's just easier. I'm kind of waffling a little bit. I'm trying to find reasons that it's okay. Um, but the other thing is as well, because, two seconds away from escape, because they're fleet vehicles, technically, not technically, actually, they're not ours in the sense of obviously we lease them. So we've got a responsibility to keep them clean, to keep them tidy, and to keep them nice. Um, so we do that and obviously by having these guys come out they'll then come out again on Thursday and they'll do the other fleet vehicles which means that we also provide that for our staff so if you're one of our team 
that has a car. So if a company car is part of your contract, not only is the car part of your contract, but also having it validated comes with that. So um, yeah, it's a nice little perk, I guess, that not only do you get your car, but you also get it cleaned. Um, so yeah, that's that. I'm gonna get back to my day and we'll finish off in a couple of hours the video about where we're going next. I'm gonna take the long way round to go and check out how the guys got on with the car. Um, what have I done this morning? So it's been quite hectic. I went into a meeting this morning, do you know what? And I was so super excited and pumped because uh, we've been working with, oh, well, we work with lots of different companies and we have lots of different contracts and bits like that. But I've been um, doing some bits with Hootsuite recently, just trying to get more usage of our account. And um, so we've been using the AI tools and Paul and I were spending a fair bit of time on it yesterday, just chewing through the AI tools and kind of going, oh, well, how can this really benefit what we're doing and how can it, how can it game change slightly and give us, you know, more advantages and more information and more stuff to do. So we were working through that. Um, and I, I just shared that with the team today and I was so super excited about it. I was, like, I, like, I was proper pumped. I was like, yes, this is kind of like game changing. So I was um, highlighting that to them. Um, and they didn't get as excited as me, which I, you know, was a shame. Um, so I was like, well, I need to get that. I need to get people more excited about these kind of things. But yeah, so that's kind of what I did earlier. Um, and I did meeting wise and stuff like that. So that's all empty in there now, buddy. They should have that. Um, the fence should be across for some reason. Uh, sea wing is that one. The other side of the restaurant, so we can go straight through those green doors, yep. straight through the green door the other side into the thank small you. exercise yard and just swing to a oh, left. No worries, buddy. Um, so yeah, so I basically went through, um, uh, I'm talking about, so I went through that with them this morning, which I found super exciting. I was like, this is great. It's going to be a game changer. They didn't get as excited as me, which is always a bit like, mm, shame. Um, but I guess maybe that's on me. Something going on in there. Um, but yeah, and then after that, so I'm gonna go up and see them a bit, just check that, okay. But after that, I then went into a meeting, funny enough, with Hootsuite, just to talk about our plan, how we get more usage out of it, and what else we can do with it. Um, and yeah, so that looks good. Um, I'm gonna go discuss that, because the thing is, I don't get to make those decisions anymore. So although I've, I've got all the information, I think it's a good idea, I put it forward to our CRO and to our team, and then basically see what they think. Um, and then, yeah go from there and see, see how that's all looking um so but anyway i'm gonna go check my car which looks a lot cleaner as you can see um so i'm gonna see how that's getting on how the guys have done and all that kind of jazz i've got it for the guys so it's all done oh, i caught the lights <laughs> um so it's looking good so that was uh getting it done this morning and this grill is just that you it's kind of one of those grills you either love it or you hate it if you hate it it grows on you um, I'll let you see inside very quickly. And I did promise Paul at some point we would do a video on it, but it's just so clean and tidy. And actually the front isn't too much of a problem, but the back where the kids sit is always such a mess. So it is now being kid cleaned, which is probably the biggest effort you have, which is kid cleaning the car. So yeah, so it's all done. So that means I've got to go back to work. Are you, you guys are on social media somewhere, I assume? Okay, cool. I will, I will tag them into it so you'll get to see it. Um, I'll tag them in and then on Thursday we've got the other two coming I'll make sure I get a lovely photo of the backdrop of the jail with those guys in um, so I'll do that on Thursday so in a bit 
Okay, I was gonna finish this episode um, all talking about the, the, the vision, where I'm gonna take it, what I wanted from the companies and such like that. I kind of feel though, because I've recorded it again over a few different days, that really I've probably filled enough space with just talking about what I have done. So I'm gonna do a separate episode actually, just for talking about the vision for the businesses and where, where I wanna take them, what I wanna do with them, because I think that's probably, going to have so much meat itself it needs to be its own its own episode so i'm going to do that that's going to come out as episode 63 um so this will be episode 61 there's another one in between which again does talk about the other car valeting uh, which actually i'm really impressed with the fleet vehicles because it's not just about giving myself a car or getting myself a car which i was told to do by the accountants but um it's also the fact that we've managed to do it for all of the directors and such like that um, so therefore, the, you know, there's a huge benefit to, to them having company cars. There's a huge cost saving as well. And there's the eco-friendly piece because they're electric. I'm not going to go into that debate right now. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'm going to finish this episode now and then we'll go on and I will talk about the vision and where I want to take the company in episode 63. So this has been Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell. And I am an entrepreneur.